Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've talked before about people chopping down trees that don't belong to them or encroaching onto somebody else's property and trespassing. And quite often, if you're chopping down a tree on someone else's property, you are trespassing, but you're also doing something quite wrong by doing that. So Noel sent me notes. Steve, check this story out from the MVTimes.com. Abigail Rosen wrote it. $2.5 million settlement reached in Menemsha Tree Cutting. A Menemsha resident who sued her neighbors for alleged illegal tree cutting on her property has agreed upon a $2.5 million settlement. In the original complaint filed with the Dukes County Superior Court in February of last year by her attorneys, the woman, who is the trustee of the family trust, claimed that more than 100 trees were illegally cut down on her property at the direction of a nearby inn and the owners of that inn. And she said it happened back in 2019. The lawsuit alleged that the inn corporation and its principals, the owners, were without license and negligently or willfully cut down, carried away, girdled, and otherwise destroyed the trees, timber, wood, or underwood on the woman's property for the purpose of enhancing their water view of Menemsha Harbor, Menemsha Pond, and Menemsha Bight, and to increase the value of their real estate. It argued that the uh, people who did this were unauthorized, and it caused uh, environmental destruction of the property. It wreaked havoc and devastation akin to a war zone, saying it took place within an approximate one-half acre on the property. So there is an inn, and there's a property apparently between it and what they want to see with a view. So they are alleged to have chopped down around 136 trees, which included beech, oak, and locust trees located on the property. And they were allegedly chopped down by somebody else at the direction of of the inn owners. So the people who owned the property, it's actually a trust, but uh, filed a lawsuit against the owners of the inn and the people who cut down the trees at their direction, which you can do, by the way, of course, is if somebody does something bad, you can sue them. If somebody tells somebody to do something bad, you can often sue them also. But you'll notice the uh, mixture of trees there uh, sounds pretty interesting because some of those trees... Uh, would be quite nice. So oak, of course, uh, if you let them grow, become big, magnificent trees. Locust trees also. Um, I've actually had the opportunity before where somebody chopped down a locust tree that got struck by lightning. And the wood, I believe, I'm thinking of the right tree, very, very heavy. And if you burned it, uh, it burned really, really hot. (laughs) So in the response to the lawsuit, the... uh, People denied clear-cutting the trees on the property, and they rejected the allegation. They were responsible for harming the trees or the land. But they still settled for $2.5 million. We did nothing wrong, but here's $2.5 million for your troubles. Estimated costs for repairing the damage and replacing the cleared trees, which had been provided by a local nursery and landscape service, uh, stated that the three-phase restoration project had cost as much as $3.6 million dollars. And so what's crazy about this is that when someone chops down a tree wrongfully and they're told, make that good, well, you can't put the tree back up. Now, you could plant another tree, but if you don't plant one of the same size, it's not the same thing. And any of you say, well, we'll just give you cash for your troubles. We'll, we'll, we'll just, you know, let's monetize the damages. 
How much cash do you need to make up for the loss of that tree? And that's a difficult thing to do because trees just sit there and they do what they do very, very casually. Uh, but you can't put a dollar value on it that easily. But we've all seen what happens is a beautiful forest someplace and someone levels it for whatever reason. What's the cash value of the change in that property? It's hard to say. So Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly, which, by the way, is where this is happening, reports that in September, following a successful mediation, the parties agreed that the property owner would receive $2.5 million, with $1.5 being submitted by the owners of the inn and the insurance company for the tree-cutting company paying $1 million. That's an interesting thing, because a lot of insurance policies won't pay if you do something intentionally, most insurance policies, you might guess, address accidents uh, or things that were unforeseen that happened to you. So if you go out and do something wrong, especially if it's something you get sued for, and it was an intentional act, insurance companies going to go, you're on your own. So I am guessing that there's an allegation made that the tree-cutting company either A, did not know that the property belonged to somebody else, or B, um, Something about it could have led them to believe they were doing the right thing. But the insurance company coughed up a million dollars. So again, we've done nothing wrong, but here's a million (laughs) dollars. But I can also tell you, and I've mentioned this before, and this is extremely important to understand, that many states have got statutes that address very, very specific things. And I've mentioned this one before because I find it so interesting. MCL 600.2919. And the blue books behind me are the Michigan Compiled Laws, MCL. And 2919 of Section 600 says that it is unlawful to cut down or carry off any wood, trees, etc. from another's land, i.e. you can't go into someone else's property and take their trees. You can't chop them down. You can't carry them off. And the way it's worded, believe it or not, if I had a tree fall down on my property, if you came onto my property and took it without my permission, you're running afoul of this law as if you'd cut it down yourself. Because if it fell down on my property, I own it. And so you might say, okay, Steve, the, the law says it's wrong. What does it do for you? Oh, it allows you to sue for treble damages, three times damages. And I've had some people get confused because I don't define the word treble. But treble in this sense means three times or triple. Think triple. And it's just an old school way of, of getting that idea across with a word that sounds funny. But if you ever go fishing, you may have heard of a treble hook. And it's the same use of that treble because it's a hook that's got three hooks on it. Okay, And so if somebody comes onto your property in Michigan and chops down trees and takes them away, or simply chops them down and leaves them, or picks up trees already fallen on your property and takes off with them, then you can sue them for three times the damages. And that gets you back to the same argument as to how do you quantify the damages. So if I've got a 200-year-old chestnut tree on my property, somehow survived the blight, and you chop that tree down, what's it worth? Because you can't go out and find a tree like it and bring it over and stick it in the ground. I know they can transplant some large trees, but I'm pretty certain that some of the biggest ones cannot be moved. So if you had one of those trees on your property, it's unique uh, in the sense that they're... Extremely hard to find. I understand you say, Steve, but unique means that you can't find any more. <laughs> but trees, by their very nature, are unique. No two look alike, okay? 
And so I've got this 200-year-old chestnut tree on my property. And somebody comes by and chops it down and hauls it off. I'm going to sue them and I'm going to get treble damages. And the question becomes, how do we quantify? How do we monetize? How do we put a dollar value on what that tree is valued at? And an argument can be made that it's almost impossible to do. But that just simply means the number is going to be huge. It's kind of like if you were involved in an accident and you lost a limb. What's your limb worth? I don't want to sell my limb. I don't want to sell my tree either. But here we are. So you got to be aware of that. I've mentioned before the famous story of a, a client of mine who owned a piece of property with a cabin on it. And uh, a nearby neighbor decided to cut a path across his property to get to his property, despite the fact there were easier ways to do this. And without any permission, just started chopping down trees. And my client called me up and said, uh, Steve, I've got a client chopping down my trees. I said, really? Without your permission? Right. <laughs> do you know his name and address? Of course I do. And in one of the rare instances where I sent a demand letter that was just a threat, but I had a feeling this would work, but also the client was an old friend of mine, somebody I've known since we were uh, 10 years old, 9 years old, somebody I've known that long. And he said, hey, Steve, can we do this without a lawsuit? It's kind of a small community up here. And I have a feeling the guy will stop if somebody tells him to forcefully. So I forcefully told him to stop. And he stopped. Because <laughs> I think he realized, wait, how many trees have I cut down now and i got to pay for those? <laughs> it's not good. Besides the fact my client wasn't going to let him drive across the property. because My client didn't have to. And every time I tell a story, people go, but Steve... If it's, if it's an easement by necessity, it wasn't. There was, there was another way to get to that property. He just decided to cut himself a shortcut across my client's property. You can't just do that. As we always say, self-help is fraught with peril. And I say that because I had a law professor say that back in 1989. So, Noel, thanks for sending it. $2.5 million settlement reached in Menemsha tree cutting. And I did look up the word Menemsha. And strangely, the first time I saw it, I guessed it would be pronounced Menemsha. And the internet claims that I'm right in saying Menemsha. So apparently I got that. From mvtimes.com, Abigail Rosen wrote it. Thank you very much. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. A stockbroker urged me to buy a stock that would triple every year. I told him at my age, I don't even buy green bananas.